Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. I am Brett Berkey, and this is Rick Allen. Yes, that's me. We're back in effect. Just wanted to start off by saying if you have not got your tickets yet for either DME or Note Expo, there'll be links in the description below. We do have promo codes that we can offer you. The DME is going to be on September 30th and October 1st, and it's going to be in St. Pete. Nailed it. (laughs) Note Expo is in November sometime. But November 4th and 5th in (laughs) Dallas. It's usually always it's actually in Grapevine, I believe. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I believe it's right there. It's always on my wife's birthday because that's like, she's like, can you? Why always on my birthday? I'm like, sure. Let me just talk to them to see if they can move it. For you <laughs> hunters out there, it's also it's always during the rut, which is tough. What's the rut? That's when the deer are running around. Like, it's a big part of hunting season. It's hmm. like the Super Bowl of hunting. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it's like important. Anyways, yeah. So check out those events. Uh, really excited. I'll be speaking at Node Expo, talking about. Building your online presence and social media, the power of... Oh, really? Yeah. That's what we... Imagine that. That is what we'll be talking about. So that's great. I have another one there. We'll have a booth at both events, DME and Node Expo. So stop by the booth, show you what's going on. Hopefully we'll have some new stuff that's being released. Uh, Working on it. It's just been been fun. It's been interesting, as Mike would say. It's been interesting. So we got a lot of stuff going on. We're almost done. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com welcome. So anyways, what do we have going on today, Brett? What's the, uh, so the soup du jour? <laughs> Soup So what we have today is something that happens quite often on paper stack. People that we eat, a lot of people are new. And so they do a transaction and they get to the end and they're like, what's next? I had something with someone recently where the seller's like, hey, and keep up with the transaction. You never recorded this. The their county is reaching out to me. You got to get these recorded. Mm-hmm. And the buyer's recorded. With who? Which I don't know. Like, and it was like six months prior prior that they closed and they hadn't had it recorded. And so, wow, we set up some emails to go out that are like, like people need to get this at the end of their transaction. That should be live sometime soon. That's on Mike's plate right now. I just wanted to make sure there's a video about it because you know it's one of those things where people close a deal and they get the collateral file and they'll say, "Where's the assignment? Where's your lunch?" And it's like, those are digital documents. They're on the platform. Sometimes they're wedding documents. Sometimes if they ask in advance, usually we say if you're gonna have wedding. Ask prior to the uh, the collateral files sent to the auditor. We'll open that up so they can have it, put it in the same file with the collateral file. 
it's into you. You get to see the digital documents of those. You'll see it on the timeline anyhow, but you'll be able to see that as soon as you get it. You have that as along with the collateral file. So some of the things, the things that we're thinking, what are the most important things? They, some people don't have a servicer. So they're wondering what happens at the end. And so there's going to be a servicing transfer request. So there's a number of different steps. We just want to detail the things that PaperSec does and the things maybe we don't do that at the end of a transaction, if this is your first time, you want to follow these steps. We're trying to help as much as we can after the thrust, but I just want to make sure there's this out there. So if you are watching and you have not bought a note yet, but are listening, you need to remember this when you go through the system. Oh yeah, I need to go back and listen to that one and see what they said. Yep. So I guess we can just walk down the list of things we do. Yeah. And so we may miss stuff. You may have internal processes that you follow. I'm sure we'll hear it in the comments. If we miss something, please let us know if we miss something. But in no particular order, first thing you want to do is you want to download the collateral file, right? You want to get that, the collateral file. So you've got a digital copy of it in case anything should happen. Of course, we store everything on PaperStack. So if you lose your digital copy, you can come back. But I always just start by downloading one zip file because it's got all the files I need in there, right? It's got my transfer documents. It's got the audit report, everything that needs to be. Is that on the file set though? I don't mm. think so. The file. So in the audit report, you're able to download the collateral file. We just came up with something that should be in the files tab. That should be in the files it tab. It should be in the files tab. So that, that will be coming to the files tab near you very <laughs> quickly. But I'll also download the collateral report if it's on, if I, if I have an audit on there. You just want to do that. First thing is get the yeah. collateral file, but most importantly, you want to get the transfer documents if it's digital, right? Mm -hmm. And once I have the transfer documents, you set it, we got to go record them. Mm -hmm. If I'm not recording them, I'm sending them to somebody to make sure they get recorded. We have partners that can do that. It's one of those things where you actually have to have the licensing to actually go and it's either have to be done by some kind of authorized. Yeah, if like, you're going to do it digitally, there's some digital, you got to have a, an account with like Simply File or you typically have to be a, a title company or a law firm. We can maybe get those done. We have one, but oh, man, get late in the day. So the other things that we, that are important. So these files you'll see will be on the files tab with the transaction. And there is a little button that says download all files. And then what's it, what will happen then is we'll zip it up, download the zip, keep that for your records, wherever you want. But please note that indefinitely these files will be stored there. So if you don't want to have them on your desktop, just know that we always have access to them and you can always find them in your completed files or completed transactions. Right. Second thing that will happen at the end of the transaction is that you should have put in a servicer in the closing. And if it's, if you're new, you will have some things that need to be done with a servicer, but we know all the ones probably out there you want to talk to. So if you're new and you have not set up everything, you don't know who to talk to, just reach out to hello paper stack and we'll initiate an email. But at the end, we do a servicing transfer, which will show the cutoff date, close date, buyer's email address, the seller's email address, and the transferring servicers. Servicers love it because they get this information. They don't have to wonder who sold it, whatever. And that's something we kick off. Just make sure that once that happens, you start that process with your servicer to know, hey, this is what I need to do. Yeah, um, pick it up. That's one of the next things on my list was, even though we do kick off the servicing transfer, follow up with your servicer. Say, hey, I just want to make sure this is getting transferred. Because sometimes emails get missed or sometimes they're waiting on something. Maybe they sent you an email that got missed. Or what can happen as well is that the seller was seller financed and was doing servicing themselves or something like that. And they might not be sending this stuff. So just make sure that they're all, you got all this data, you will get an email at the closing with that same information. But also note all that same information is going to be on the metadata tab. The tab never checked, but all that stuff is there. So it's going to show you 
where's the collateral files coming, which is whatever you put as an address, the servicer for both buyer and sellers vesting information, which will have their phone number and email so that if you need to contact them further, maybe something six months down the road, you're like, oh my gosh, you need to talk to this guy or girl. And you're like, I don't have their name or email. First, if you just write the transaction, they're going to get an email. So if you want to just do that and have a still the same paper trail, that's always beneficial. We always suggest that. So that you can, so you don't have everything here and then you go off and then you're trying to find out where you set it. You have everything there. You're, it just, so it's you just don't easier. go off on tangents. What's a tangent? What's a tangent? Exactly. <laughs> that wasn't a tangent. That was, all, that was very inf informational. Yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> Keep going. That was pretty much it. Now no, I, was, I was pretty much done at that hey, point. Hey, one more thing that we want to talk about on the, the <laughs> downloading the files is if you did get a wedding document, make sure you're keeping track of those assignments and allonges making their way to you. I know a lot of times that sellers might get those on their desk and they get buried in pieces of paper. So we will be sending you the collateral file from the auditor. Make sure that you're also, there might be a separate file or a separate shipment coming in. Make sure you're getting that shipment from the seller with the with the transfer documents, that's important. It is. Sometimes those get missed. A lot of times you can just say, when you are starting to send this, just put the tracking number on the timeline. That's the easiest thing, so you at least know when it's coming. Yep. Something else important is insurance. If you have, if it's a non-performing loan, you wanna make sure that you're getting your FPI, force place insurance set up. If there's no insurance in place, that's something that's super important that I would do. I actually probably have that set up prior to closing, but sometimes people forget. So you want to make sure that when it's transferred, you have insurance in place. But going on the NPL bandwagon or, or the path here, look for, make sure you notify attorneys wherever you buy a loan. You want to get the contact information for if there's a foreclosure started, but what, which attorney's handling the foreclosure? Smart. So that way you could reach out to them or have your servicer reach out to them and say, hey, we just purchased this loan. Give me an update. Like, where are we? And then they're going to want you to sign an engagement letter. You want to keep things moving along. What you don't want to happen is have the loan sold. And for some reason, they decide to dismiss it or something. That just doesn't happen. Usually the attorney will reach out to you, but I like to be proactive and get their name and number so I can, let's keep momentum going. And sometimes you're picking it up and you're saying, hey, I don't know how quickly or slowly you've been moving as a result of who I purchased this from, but I'm going to be moving quickly. So... If you need something and you set the tone with those attorneys and I usually have a kickoff call or if it's a, if it's a firm that I don't know and it's in an area where I've in a state, like if it's in Florida, I've got my guy in Florida. We work well together. He gets things done quickly. It's so I may move. I may say, Hey, thanks. Send out the final bill over to the seller. We're transferring this over to this. And then we're going to have to do substitution of party plaintiff substitution of the so you do, do you do that a lot with the different states we have a good your attorney to transfer it over sure we've got because once don't do as many foreclosures now but back in the day when we were doing a lot of foreclosures i had my guys that were streamlined and so what will happen is prior to this and this is good information for those of you who are, who are potentially buying notes we may have a big influx of inventory coming shortly but delinquent loans that the there was foreclosure mills. And so oh, yeah. they would, you would not necessarily get somebody in there who was hitting every deadline or hitting every sort of, okay, this opened up. I can file this motion now. It was things were just moving along. They were just on a conveyor belt. 
and some of the good attorneys, they don't work on it. It's like you being at the airport, right? You've got the people who are standing on the conveyor belt that are just walking you along, the people mover, and then you have the people walking on the yeah. people mover. Those people are getting somewhere a lot faster. Yeah. A good attorney is like somebody at the airport who's walking on the people mover. Yeah. You're like, they look like they're sprinting. Feel like you're sprinting too if you ever do it. But it makes all the difference in the world. It gets things done 20, 30% quicker. So I would, yes, I would, if I have an attorney that's great and they're quick and they're moving things along, that's who I go with versus burning up six months with a firm to find out that they're not good. I've done that too. Yeah, that sucks. Six yes, months. it does suck. It does. And then you- I'm not doubting it. Yeah. So follow up with the servicer. We talked about that. Notifying the attorney. Insurance is good. Review the final payment history on the servicing file. Servicers are really good about catching that maybe money was paid during the interim servicer by the borrower and it was after the cutoff date. You want to go ahead and check and see what happened on that payment history to see if you're entitled to any money. Oftentimes what will happen is It'll go unnoticed by the outgoing servicer. They may pay it to the seller. You might have to call the seller up and say, hey, that money was mine. You owe me that money or something like that. So I would always check the final payment history on the servicer when it gets inboarded or onboarded. I'd also check the, some of the common things like the address and the borrower name. I've seen a couple of times when the borrower name is misspelled or the address is misspelled. But you just want to make sure all that stuff is corrected in, the, in there. And then finally, go ahead. Where would the borrower's names be misspelled? Sometimes whenever they're, they might write Allen and spell it A-L-A-N, or they might write A-L-N and forget the E. So there's just, just a typo. Oh, but I'm saying, so you, we're not saying, so I was going to say if it was on the assignment of mortgage, there is a step where they put... Oh, you know, I was, I'm more so speaking about in the, in the servicing platform, once it's been onboarded, check there for... Some they should always be checking on the so the seller has to enter this data in and definitely check when you're signing a disbursement or no, actually, it's yeah, that's that's a whole nother topic. But there's as a yeah, I know, no, it's a whole nother thing, but it's a good thing to bring up as a buyer on paper stack. I would want to dedicate a whole stackable to this. It's not just the job of the seller to go in there and put out the assignment of mortgage, and by the way. I know it looks like PaperStack generates the assignment of mortgage. It's the seller entering in all that data. So there's going to be mistakes, right? Some of the stuff you need to look for is the borrower name. Is it Brad Berkey and Rick Allen, husband and wife? Is that how it reads on the mortgage? Or is it Brett? Because sometimes you'll see the assignment, it'll say Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. And it will say it won't have whatever the title is. You need to make sure that the vesting of the borrowers match. So that's something that you can do as a buyer as just look. Keep it streamlined because the last thing you want is to go try to, or you go record something and there's a misspelling in the assignments. And you know what happens when there's misspellings in the assignments? And if it gets to, if you have to go to court. Oh yeah. And they're like, this is not a valid assignment. Why? Because the vested profile doesn't match or something along those lines or Booker page or any number of things. So those are, yeah, those are, that's a whole nother kind of topic, but there's stuff you can be doing as a buyer on the platform. Checking, we put everything out in a draft mode. And the reason for that is so you can go in there and check it and make sure everything's good. It's much easier to correct stuff prior to closing or prior to being closed out in PaperStack than post-closing. Once it's post-closing, it stuff starts falling outside the platform. It becomes more difficult. It's just, it's easier to handle it right away. Yeah, I think yeah. But we do fight like hell to get those things changed with it when it happens. And yep. We've been 
Yeah, 100%, 100% successful almost. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so, so good. the last thing I say is open up your internal files. I know it's not always just that everybody's got their internal sort of processes. And I mentioned at the beginning, but that's where, you know, right after you close something, make sure you're opening your internal processes, whether it's your accounting spreadsheets or uploading it into QuickBooks and it's got its own little project number or anything like that. And just kind of, and if you don't have those things, you're probably going, I don't have that. What does that mean? You probably haven't been in the business that long. There's nothing wrong with that. You'll figure out there's certain things you need to do, like having some internal processes to make your business work. And lastly, something that happened recently that was like, <laughs> it's, it was strange. The buyer reached out to us and he said, hey, I didn't receive the collateral file. Okay. We looked and I can't remember where it was supposed to go, but I don't know if it ever shipped or something. Or no, he never got, oh no, he like never got it into or he, he somehow didn't leave it during COVID. It was a whole year that passed. It ended up being in our- Oh, this is the one that just recently happened? Yeah. Yeah. The buyer, so the buyer was locked down in COVID. He had a mailing, somebody that accepted his mail. That's like, what it was. Mailboxes Plus or something like that. And he went there and he, he called us and said, hey, I'm missing the, the original collateral file. All that was in there was a shipping label was in the file. So that's right. It was one of those things. I'm like, let me look at the transaction. I was like, this is, it was actually more than a year. I'm like, this is like 16 months old, man. What do you mean? He's like, I've been locked down and this and that. And I have somebody collecting my mail and. Just make sure you look at, open it up once get, you get it. Get your collateral file and go through it because look, mistakes are going to happen. There's sometimes you get a collateral file and it could have been the wrong collateral file. That's happened to me before. Really? Yeah. Or. Oh, it's happening at the auditor. Somebody sends in the wrong collateral file. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. You just want to check. And when the documents come in, you want to check to make sure everything's there. Hey, if there was an original note in the collateral audit, there should be an original note when you get the collateral file. One thing that you also want to check for is look at the FedEx envelope. I can't tell you how many times FedEx envelopes show, at the, show up at the auditor and there is, they're opened already. They've are like the glue has broken off of them, or we shipped out a collateral file from California to our admin. Oh, that's yeah. And the file Motive? showed up, and the box was taped up and everything like that. But when you open the box, so, like it had clearly exploded, and FedEx put it back together. Like Humpty Dumpty, though. Yeah, but they just threw everything into the. They literally just took everything and threw it into a box. We ended up losing three files, three collateral files, and yeah, you just want to make sure that you check and verify everything's here in the collateral. Because if not, you got to start immediately, not 14 or 16 months later. Yeah, that was good. So those are all those spots that you need to watch for post-closing. Yeah, just those. During closing, we got you. Afterwards, we try to get you to still. There's, there are a lot of moving spots. Gotchas. That was good. That went a little long. That's not really good. snackable there. No, not, but but uh, that's, oh, it's a button. Yeah, if there's something else that we missed, leave it in the bottom and we'll do a follow-up to this one, just like we did a follow-up to the servicing one. We'll happy to... Talk about other things and more stuff might come to our mind. And we'll do, if we do a follow up one, it'll probably be a little bit more structured. You know, what I have gotten a lot of people asking for like a couple of times that we need to dive deeper into next time is MPL information. How do you do that more? We've had two people ask, do, do more mean? stuff on non performing notes. Okay. We can talk non performing. We can get into a whole series. That's that for this week. We'll have to see you on the next one. Enjoy your week and we'll see you soon.